don't have the music ready to go at all. I can play the Dragon Ball music. That's right. We're back once more. Welcome to the premier anime podcast in the world. Talking Reckless 321. My name is Matt So many people, Matt. Yeah. Hey, you should go listen to yeah. Super Saiyan Pod Super Saiyan. If you didn't get that inside joke, you should go listen to Super Saiyan Pod Super Saiyan, our Dragon Ball Z podcast, where Andy's watching Kai for the first time, and we talk about Dragon Ball Z. It's very good. Yeah, well, I'm done Kai now, which we got to mention, so, yeah. Yeah, we got to get some more on. Super Saiyan Pod Super Saiyan on our belt soon. Yeah. Andy Captain, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt Eads. Pleasure to be here, as always. Brandon Lynch is here as well, the Gotenks move name expert. I only knew the one. I also knew one of the <laughs> Boy, do you ever wrong, know it. But didn't know, but didn't know the right answer. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome back. Welcome back. This is the video game podcast, uh, but we will have more Super Saiyan Pod Super Saiyan coming before too long here. Um, boy, oh boy, some, some, some things have happened. We missed last week. Uh, things just didn't really really come together. Uh, we are once again recording from home, not because of the quarantine, which has been slowly lifting here, uh, because I locked my keys in the car and cannot get to the studio. So I'm about to run out here at some point if AMA shows up, which hopefully they will soon-ish. Um, That'd be something that would be worth putting this podcast on hold for, is for you to run out and get your car unplugged. Yeah, that'd be like 20 that'd be, minutes. That'd be all right. Yeah, uh, well, it's got to get done. Yes, and uh, obviously the Black Lives Matter protests and uh, movement has been... Uh, I, you're going to hear me pause and hesitate a lot here. There's a lot of very charged language around uh, a lot of this stuff. Um, but it's obviously obviously a very important issue. Uh, we had a protest here in Edmonton. Apparently 15,000 people... Was that last night in, in uh, real lifetime? Yeah, real lifetime. Yeah, yeah, which uh, is a huge number of people for uh, for Edmonton all at the ledge. Uh, fucking good for us. If you if you're an Edmontonian, you were out there. Good for you, putting your yourself on the line to get out there and and try to get this message across. Um, also, I will say, looked like eighty percent masks. So yes, good. That was good to see. Uh, and it was peaceful. No no rioting. No stores smashed, as far as I know. No uh, cars on fire. It was a good, nope. peaceful, powerful protest. They were all, uh, everyone stretched back uh, all the way from the ledge grounds uh, on the south side. I don't know if you know the layout very much or if anyone will. It's probably a little too inside baseball. But the uh, there's the kind of amphitheater style thing on the ledge grounds where they were having the program. And then people just kept stacking back and back and back and eventually got into the parking lot around all the media vehicles. Uh, and I'm like, well, only takes one bad person to not like the media and match those windows or something. <laughs> and we got back there, and they were all in pristine condition. Yeah, the media is a very important tool in in times like these. It turns out, uh, mm. I'm I'm looking at pictures right now. It's it's pretty incredible, actually. Just the sea of people stretching to the horizon. A lot of red. Yeah, there's some really good drone footage. Uh, that's very neat. Uh, it is a very important issue, though, obviously. Uh, educate yourself. We're, uh, I, I, I have been uh, getting involved in, in giving um, to bail funds, which I think is, uh, again, this language is very charged. It's not, it's not a neat thing to donate to. It fucking sucks that this even has to happen. Uh, but the thought that like that money is going to go and get somebody out of jail who is out there uh, you know, getting these, these gas grenades shot into their faces and having eyeballs explode and... Uh, 
uh, all the hundreds and hundreds of cases of police brutality that we've uh, seen, especially out of America in the last week, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but been yes, a long week. Get involved. Educate yourself. It is very, very important. Um, the bail fund is cool because it, and again, cool being yes, a cool, uh, right? <laughs> Mondo, um, cool, the idea, Brando. The idea, the idea of people coming together to bail protesters out is very cool because it is one of the most tangible things that I've ever donated to, where I can totally like one to one be like, oh, this guy's bail was set at one hundred and fifty dollars. I donated one hundred and fifty dollars. I totally. If so facto, as I like to say, uh, help get this guy back on the streets. Yeah, it's very uh, – th- th- that, that's what appealed to me specifically with the bail fund. Um, there are a ton of good places that if you can support monetarily, you can. Uh, there's a lot of avenue if you uh, can support by getting out there and protesting and spreading the message and even just talking to people around you. That is a good way to get involved. Um, but, you know, educate yourself. First and foremost, educate yourself. Um, any uh, any any closing thoughts here on uh, not closing th- again? The language is so charged that oh man, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up uh, this whole thing up right yeah. now right Let's here. Let's end the show. Uh, yeah, no, of course not. We we uh, it it feels like as someone with a platform, not a not a big platform, but still someone with a platform. Like it is it is it is our responsibility to again do what we can. We are this is part of how we get out there and get the message out. Um, and again, it's, it's not—it's not going I away. I don't think it's not—it's not just something that's gonna, you know, disappear. I think that it is big change. I think and hope is is probably starting for real. Yeah, this uh, is a historical moment point, for sure. Something's happening. To that point, I would say to the white people that attended uh, a rally, um, if you left very satisfied with it, um, your head is probably not in the right place. It's a, a rally. It's not something that you go attend, feel good about yourself, and then are like, I did it. I did. I was at the rally. Let's uh, back to business now. It's supposed to make those rallies are supposed to make you angry, supposed to make you upset for the cause. Uh, they're supposed to make you want to fund the cause. So, uh, my advice would be if you left being like, that's a that's a great rally. I'm glad we did that. All right, back to back to life. Then then maybe the point was missed on you. Yeah, that's very very well said. I think as well. And now, what I heard shifting gears, the giant bombcast lovingly call the impossible pivot. Because how do you possibly just 180 and let's talk about video games for a while? Uh, mm-hmm. You guys want you guys want to talk about some video games for? Little while, or? always. All right, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Talking video games. <sighs> oh man, yeah. Uh, and and, and the, the, let's not forget, like there is still like global pandemic on. You know, it's uh, yeah. 2020 is the year that just keeps just keeps giving. Bring it on, July. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Alien. it is a. Hopefully it is. A hopefully one day we will read about 2020 in the history books as a pivot point for change. Yes, uh, and not the worst year in all of history. Yeah. Uh, I play a little bit of. Well, I've, I've played a lot more Red Dead RP. Been uh, been deep into that Red Dead RP. Uh, I play on the Wild West server, which is a little little modded thing. Uh, it's getting better. Technically, Andy already had to go pee. Oh, he's getting a beer. Uh, yeah. All right, you know. What well, who those PJs? That. 
yeah, the Satan eyes are going to pause him when he's gone. Uh, it is, uh, it, it technically, it was pretty rough when it started. Um, you know, it's a, a mod of a kind of bad thing. Reddit online as it is kind of sucks. Pardon me. Um, but it's getting better and better. They're like adding new emotes they got in, which are, uh, like really, really well animated in a way. You can really make your character look like an NPC now, which is super fun. Um, and just the, like, the, the, the storytelling and, and the, the willingness that everybody has to go along with it. It is... Uh, for the I, maybe I've even said this here on the show for the same reasons that I that I like wrestling the idea of wrestling this this joke that everybody is in on but swears to uphold the joke ne- never break kayfabe you know everybody right. knows that wrestling matches pick whatever but we're all gonna kind of pretend it's not and talk about it like it's not uh, and mm. just having so many different people like everybody you meet you you know you just assume is going to. Uh, and, and everybody has just completely buying to whatever you're selling it, it doesn't matter what and. Uh, I've been very much the same way, where, like, I've met a dude who said he was a vampire, which I think we talked a little bit about, uh, which was fucking real weird. I met a dude who was a time traveler who said he got in a horse accident, and he had this little chip in his head that, in the accident, he and someone else, like, banged heads, and somehow this chip ended up in someone else, and we got, we got to save the future. We got to, we, I got to get that chip. Uh, and, (laughs) a lot of weird shit, a lot of really weird shit. what kind of time travel we're dealing with in the old west? Mm, I think he's from the future. I don't know. He he directly referenced uh, what I, the player, understood as the quarantine. Uh, so presumably he's from somewhere past our future. Uh, but I, I, I don't. Yeah. So also you're not supposed to do that. Where I got it because it's it's, it's supposed <laughs> to be the wild west. There's no vampires. They're, they're gonna be crazy people who think they're vampires, but there's no real vampires. There's no real time travelers. Uh, it's very weird, but it's. I've never not had fun. I've I've gone in there and what did we do last week? Uh, I was just hunting bear with a bunch of these four people, and we formed a little posse. And uh, you know, we all put our hands in the middle, and we all said the name of the posse. Everybody, ah, we're all great friends now. And uh, it's it. I really like it. I can't say enough good shit about it. This might be a dumb yeah, question, it's... but was the concept of a vampire even known at the time this setting takes place? I don't know. I was just thinking, like, when when, when was Bram Stoker's Dracula fictional... written? Yeah. Let's well, see. and even Dracula was after. Yeah, there would have been a vampire, definitely... right? Oh, he's 1897 was when Dracula was written. When when does Red Dead Two take place? Uh, it's set in 1899. So yeah, Dracula would have been written two oh, okay. years before Red Dead Two. Dracula would be like hot fiction probably right now. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm I, in. I'm back and, in. There is a vampire somewhere in the campaign, I think, too, if I remember. Who's that Red Dead 2 vampire in here? Yeah, there totally is. Like, I really like the idea of someone like claiming to be a vampire, uh, and then at the end of the day, them not being a vampire. Yeah. But I'm not sure I'm on board with an actual vampire being in the Wild West. Uh, yeah, so there's that person can't be a vampire, but he fed me peyote after, and then uh, I went on this crazy peyote trip, and uh, it's it's so good. It's It's what... I wanted the multiplayer to be in Red Dead 2, you know, where even just a fraction of it, even just the taste of it, where, you know, just let me and my posse, if we just want to go out hunting and fishing and, you know, let us let us set up camp like we would actually have to set up camp, you know, let us let, let, yeah. let have someone like stoke the fire, even though it doesn't really do anything. And uh, the little actions that you take along the way and like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to lean on this rail and smoke a cigarette because that's what NPCs in this game do. And I just want to look like one of these NPCs. Uh it's really good. If, like if I wanted that. 
I wanted that world to be populated in a way that the single player campaign is. Yes, but totally. With, with multiplayer players. Real car. That's a, that's a real car. Yeah, and that's totally what the roleplay is, where like, it reminds me of Westworld a lot, where you're you're walking through like they they go to that first town and there's all the like the, the Westworld quest givers who are like, hey, I got a I got a heard about gold in these mountains or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. totally a lo like a a regular group that is pretty familiar with the game that just hangs out in Valentine and does that exact shit where like as hey, you walk adventures? in, yeah, hundred percent. We're like, hey, partner, we're going on a bear hunt. Like throws a rifle to you, like come on and uh, That's it's, cool. It's very good. I really really like it. Uh, if you're at all interested in, in in knowing what it is, you should come uh, watch the stream. We're, we'll be doing a lot of it next few weeks, I think. Maybe Red Dead 3. Who knows? Rockstar should do it. People love Grand Theft Auto role-playing. People love Red Dead role-playing. They should they should read the room a little bit. Maybe they could make their own thing. Imagine imagine a sanctioned, like, actually well... Well, not that this is not well-developed, but, you know, it's bolted on to Red Dead, so it's very janky. Imagine something built from the ground like up for it. Yeah, that would be. A, you'd think that that would be a bit of a daunting challenge for developers, though, too, because even like you're saying with this, it's so special that you'd probably want to see it play out for a little while, and you know, make sure you're getting involved with it as a developer too, to make sure you're capturing uh, what makes that so special, but then just adding on to it, right? So, yeah. like, you, you know, that would be. I'd, I'd be. Uh, I'd feel a little bit of pressure trying to tackle something like that. It, but it'd be cool uh, if they did do it. You're right. It feels almost like Sea of Thieves. Like if they're, it it feels like that's what Sea of Thieves was meant for people when it first came out. Where like here is this just open canvas. You really got to get in there and kind of make your own fun. Uh, yeah. But but with the Red Dead RP, there's this this like you have to take it seriously, or these fucking admins will ban the shit out of you. And right, it, it seems like just the the idea of existing in that world is enough effort on your end to to kind of make it worth it whereas totally. in AC or thieves where you're just like i'm gonna check out and look at my phone for 15 minutes while yeah. we're on this boat and not answer any of my friends yeah it's, it's very good and and i still am like really having trouble putting my finger on exactly what makes it so special but it, it's definitely that kind of role playing with other people you know meeting other people and having these oh. incredible stories just happen yeah, it's that it's that unexpected factor, right? You know, you don't you, every time you sit down to do it, you don't know what you're going to engage in, right? Whether it's just you know some sort of simple day, just going and starting up a camp somewhere, but you're still hanging out with people and kind of talking, or going on an adventure. Somebody's tricking you into making you think you're hunting vampires, and it turns out they're a vampire the whole time. Like, just shit that makes you go, "What? Like, we're gonna find them. We're gonna uh, find them." Yeah, it's it's super cool, and and that's I've said it before too. The thing about uh, that that really impresses me, uh, and like you've brought up, is just how everybody commits to it, right? It's the improv rule, right? You just oh, you yeah. never say no if somebody's just like, "Hey, uh, a UFO crashed over there. Uh, I'm gonna go take a look at it. You want to come with me?" Okay, yeah, like you don't say no. There's no UFO over there. You say, "Yeah, I'm let's fucking go take a peek," right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's it, it, it is truly truly something special. Uh, I had a I had a closing thought, and then I totally. That's okay. Sign sign. Oh, and it's not not you at all. Sign of the times, partner. <laughs> a lot a lot going through this head these days. Uh, have a sip I, of that beer. That'll bring it back to you. Yeah. Uh, I also started playing uh, a game called Monster Train, which is a uh, stop. You've heard this before. A deck building roguelike, where uh, you're kind of playing short games, uh, building a a new deck almost from scratch every time. Uh, you know, getting random cards along the way. It kind of has the 
Uh, it, it, it's it's very similar to a lot of games I am liking right now, where it's like you're getting random these random artifact things that give you random abilities, much like a Risk of Rain or a Binding of Isaac or whatever. Um, and it does the thing that, much like a Risk of Rain or like a Slay of the Spire does, it it always feels like you're kind of the, the the card mechanics combo in such a way that it always feels like you're 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 right on the brink. You're one card away from completely destroying the game, absolutely breaking, doing infinite damage or something, and just breaking the whole thing. Uh, but it never quite gets there. Like the carrot is always just very dangled in front of you, very, very well. Um, and I really like it. It's uh, it's got a lot of depth to it. You're kind of unlocking cards as you play. Uh, I don't really know how much people get from me just breaking down specific mechanics or whatever. It sounds a lot like Slay the Spire. It's a lot, yes, very, very, very similar to Slay the Spire. Uh, it has. It feels like it has a bit more. Um, like a bit wider of a breadth to it, where in Slay of the Spire there are uh, maybe like four champions now, four decks you kind of play. Uh, in this there are five colors, or uh, sorry, colors is magic. They're guilds, maybe? Alliances? Clans? One one of those words. There are five of them. Uh, essentially pick- colors, right? Essentially like, colors, the yeah. Same, there's yeah. there's like red, green, blue, white, black, basically. Just like magic. Um and you're picking two of them, which is kind of cool. So you're like, you, you pick a primary one, which gives you, everyone has, uh, there, there's a special card called the champion, where your primary uh, color will, will choose a champion. And then your secondary one is kind of your complementary color. So you'll get uh, not, cha- not not the champion, but still cards from that deck. So you can build different color decks and, and, and the mechanics synergize differently. Uh, it, it's very cool. There's a lot to kind of explore to it. Um, and the randomness is, is, is a lot of fun. Like the you know getting getting random artifacts much much like a like binding of Isaac you're like oh I found this one item I didn't even know existed seems so powerful seems so broken uh, and oh man if I can only get these two items well imagine imagine what's gonna happen uh, is it's very very good. so is it like in Slay the Spire you could really complete you could complete a run mm-hmm. uh, in a sitting is this like that like yeah this has uh, you you do seven levels every time. And you'll get kind of a, you, you have like a, a path to choose where it's like down this path, there are two types of upgrades. On this one, there are two different types of upgrades or, um, right. you know, I can remove a card from my deck or whatever. And, and so you have to choose a path every time. And then you get to the bottom and when you win, you win. And you are kind of, there, there's like a ratcheting difficulty level where, I think it's called Covenant maybe, Covenant rank or something. Where it's like you be on Covenant 1 and then it's Covenant 2, you be which, you know, has more, it's harder somehow. The numbers are bigger. Right. Uh, and it goes all the way up to Covenant 25. And I have beaten Covenant Zero. I've unlocked Covenant One. I've beaten one run, uh, and I cannot beat Covenant One. I played maybe uh, I don't know forty or fifty runs, and I just I just cannot do it. Uh, and Kevin and is that somewhere is your deck on... carrying over from run to run. Nope, you're you finish a run and then you start pick two new colors if you want, or you know, right. pick, pick a new new selection and uh, you start with a certain amount of random cards based on the Covenant, and, and then you're just drafting after each. Certain things will give you cards. We're like, oh, I get to pick them here or whatever. On death, you lose all your cards. Yes, yeah, but you are so you can have like the, a what's level. What's the persistent rogue like thing? Uh, there is a like experience bar that the points feed into, and as it levels up, you'll unlock more cards for that color, which are quite often more powerful. Uh, okay. But they they unlock pretty fast. It seems like you unlock all the cards really fast, and then it's kind of learning how to best combine them and things. So you have all those cards for the beginning of your next run? Yes. Yeah, they will be in the pool. Okay. So you, you will have a right. chance to randomly get them. So you are getting better even through death? Yep. Uh, yeah, it's run by run. slowly feeding into that progress bar. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's very good. The music it, fucking slaps, man. It is. Uh, it's going on the best music of the year contender list, at least. Uh, going to be it's tough to beat Risk of Rain early. Yeah, that's very that's very true. Final Fantasy VII has some real good music too, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. It is actually really good. Yeah, uh, that's me in a nutshell. Speaking of Final Fantasy VII, <gasps> mm-hmm. <gasps> that's me. That's a, oh. Segue to me. I heard Tifa's in this game. I've met Tifa. Oh, shit, I, I know who Tifa is. Uh, I am, I think, four or five chapters into uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I just rode a motorbike. Oh, shit, um, yes. That, through a tunnel. Great. Yeah. i uh, trying to speak vaguely. Yeah, you met Roche. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I knew that was his name yet, but that's not a spoiler. Um, his name uh, is question full, mark question full, mark question oh, mark. Sorry, m- motorcycle man. <laughs> Just descriptor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, full full disclaimer. That might not actually be his name. I've only ever played the remake of the once through. I'm pretty sure it's Roche though. Yeah. Like so, Witcher. I've basically done uh, kind of your first little hub experience with, complete with a bunch of side quests you can do, uh, and I did all those. Uh, and then I've kind of carried on with the story. Uh, not very much. I'm really only playing like an hour at a time right before yeah. bed. So it's going pretty slow. Uh, but I look, as I always do with games, I kind of look at how many chapters or missions there are in a game just so I can kind of get an idea of where I am uh, in terms of how long a game is going to take me. And this game is maybe not as long as I thought it was. It's, uh, I'm trying to think how long it took us. I think I want to say like 30-ish, 30 ish, 30. Yeah, probably 30, and I think we did pretty much... I think we did literally everything. Uh, oh, that's not true yeah, at all. No, I, was, we, I think we did, I was we did miss more a few like kind of side objectives. Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be some big 50-hour thing, it's but not, it does not seem not like big. it's going to be. No, it's it's not very big. Like like you say, you did all, all the side quests in that area is everything. Yeah. Like, so far, you have 100%ed all the content. There were right. some, like, some VR and, battles and things that I didn't end up doing. I think they said there was, like, 20-some of those side quests. And yep. you rattle off like six of them in that first area, so yeah. And and some of them, uh, some of them go pretty fast. Some of them are actually like it's it's one quest, but they're broken into like do step one, two, three. It's uh, right. Yeah, it, it felt like uh, a good... I really like. Sorry. What? Oh, I, I was gonna say <laughs> it felt like a good. It felt like a good. Uh, it it didn't feel too long. It didn't feel too short. Like it felt like a good. I'm pretty sure it was around thirty ish hours between twenty five. Uh, yeah. Hours, I would and, say. I'm I'm positive uh, when I say that it doesn't seem as long as I thought it was going to be. That is 100% a positive. Yeah. Um, so I uh, – oh, what was I going to say? What was what was my uh, uh going to be? Um, it's about dresses. About, oh, it does seem like there's like a lot of stuff that maybe is there to kind of pad it out, like some of the like uh, monster – uh, analysis stuff, assessment stuff. Yeah. Like there's like checklists you can do in there where I'm like, well, I don't really know if I need to do hundred percent all this stuff. Um, but maybe that's how you get to that 50 hour mark that I heard from people because yeah. I, I don't see it in the, in even the main and the side content. I don't really see it taking that long. And there are a lot of mini games. You can like darts and whatever that you can, you know, you, you keep doing until you perfect or whatever. I, Fucking am done darts. I seven darted the dartboard. Braggart. Is that the high score? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Which I assume is the only thing you have to do with the darts. Uh, mm. I got my trophy. Walked away. 
Yeah, nice. there's a bunch. Tries. There's a bunch of darts equivalents in. Uh, yeah, in there. I'm excited. I'm excited to to wreck you guys at sit-ups or whatever the fuck you were talking about. Squats. Ain't nobody out squatting me. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe I'm good at darts and bad at squats. What is what is squats? What's the mechanic for squats? Uh, you're like, it's like Simon says, but with it's a like certain input, timing. Right? Yeah. yeah, but then they, they take the input away, so you just have to... It's speeding up, and you have to, like, intuit how fast it's speeding up and how fast you need to accelerate the pattern. And It's wow. very hard. Let me tell you, as the best at it, it's very hard. You probably won't even... What's your... Do you know what your record is? I honestly don't remember. I have to listen back. Fifty-two, maybe, or sixty-two. I'd have, I'd have I to listen crush. back. I'll crush it. I crush Kevin. I know. So you, you probably will crush me because <laughs> Kevin's like, no one can beat forty or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and on my first try, I smoked them. Uh, I'm playing it on easy. Uh, yeah. As for your recommendation, um, seems fucking easy. It's very uh, easy on easy. Holy shit. But I kind of just didn't want to uh, ever run into that wall on normal because I didn't think that the combat was important enough to me in that game yeah. to ever push it, push myself up against the limits of it. So I was like, well, I'm kind of here for the story. Uh, so I'm going to just maybe cruise through this thing. The anime. I'm here for the anime. Yeah, it's very I'm good. here for Cloud. I'm here for all the people who are horny for Cloud. Everybody uh, in the whole world. I'm, I'm here for Cloud not being into anyone who's horny for him. Uh, I'm into the fact that he actually has numerous big swords, uh, not just the one that he's famous for. Oh, yeah. There's a really funny weapon later. Uh, Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm super digging it right now. uh, Like I said, I'm playing it in short, short bursts. It's very Dragon Ball in a lot of spots, Andy. Final Fantasy VII, the next thing that we'll have to get you. The next Dragon Ball Z we need to make you watch. Like I said, the, yeah. and that's the only thing that is keeping me from being hesitant about it is that you guys keep saying the combat does not matter whatsoever because that's what I wanted to be fun in that game. You should play Sekiro then. <laughs> uh, you should play Sekiro. Okay. You want good combat? You should play Sekiro. Yeah. You want good anime? is also anime in a very, very Dragon different Ball. way. Uh, there's yeah. I mean, I'll play Final Fantasy. There's a moment which is, is just so small, but so anime, uh, that just got me hooked right in uh, from the beginning, where it's like the intro to the game, and it's like introducing the crew, and then, uh, what's his name, Barrett? Is just like Merc, get down here, and Cloud does the most unnecessary backflip off the train yeah, it's and also, lands like in three point stance, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Also, this he's is what I just need. fucking standing on top. Everyone else in the train, Cloud is just like <laughs> yeah. standing there, getting hit by bugs and shit. Oh yeah. man, could it's just, so dumb. Could just step off. Could just yep. step off the train, yep. but it's his big like corkscrew fucking backflip, holding his sword. Fuck, and I was in, in from there. It's very good. I'm excited for uh, the journeys to come. Once you're done that game, we'll have to sit down and uh, with Kevin have 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 ourselves some Final Fantasy talk. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's closer to 30 hours, then uh, I should be there. I was yeah. on the verge of just with how slow it was going, of telling you guys like, fucking do it while it's still in your heads because 
Oh, it's still. Um, it's it's going to take me a while. It hasn't left. I'm still. I'm still processing. I'm still working things out. Uh, good. What else you been up to? Uh, the reason I took a big break on Final Fantasy VII between the first time we talked, where I had just done the kind of prologue thing or chapter one, I guess, where you uh, do the first reactor. Uh, I put that game down because I was playing it, and I was like, I really need to play Last of Us one again before Last of Us 2 comes out. Uh, so I spent the better part of the last couple weeks or last week and a bit playing Last of Us 1 and the Left Behind DLC, which is a big story DLC that came with it. With the remastered edition, that game doesn't look great anymore, I think, yeah. because it is the kind of game that looked so good at the time. It looked uh, so good at the time. It like... was probably... It, it, like most Naughty Dog games, when they come out, they you kind of think they might be the best looking game ever made. Yeah, usually, usually there's this effect of like you see a game and you're like, oh shit! Like you you see a better looking, you're like this now. This looks how I how I thought it looked in my head, but I see last one. I'm like, this looks like fucking shit. Did this always look like this? It, what the hell? And I totally think it's because of that, like that great visual quality of Naughty Dog that I'm th- I think about Last of Us and I see Uncharted Four. Yes, that's maybe what head. I'm doing as well subconsciously. Yeah. And then you go back and you're like, oh, oh, this doesn't look good at all. Yeah. Um, uh, how's it hold up? How's the gameplay hold up? How's the shooting? And uh, I know that's always a little. I mean, polarizing. I never thought. Yeah, I never thought the gameplay in Last of Us was amazing. Um, I thought the stealth was not great. Uh, I thought everything was super satisfying to do but super hard to pull off. Like I always had this grand vision of how an encounter was going to go in my head. And it always ended up with me getting about two stealth takedowns in and then everyone running at me. And I'm like, well, this sucks. This was supposed to be entirely stealth. But then you start hitting people with baseball bats and the baseball bats and the two by fours are breaking over their head. And you're like, no, this game is pretty rad. Man gets shivered with a bottle real nasty in that game. I, I think a lot of people get shivered with a bottle real fucking nasty in that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's there's some, there's some violent graphic stuff oh, uh, in a way that I'm like, I wonder what they're doing for number two. Yeah, that game is in like a week? I, when is, yeah, what is the release date on that? I thought it was like the 19th, Very wasn't close. it? Uh, it is the 19th. Good call, yeah. So yeah. that'll be... Two weeks. weeks. Friday, yeah. That's coming. Holy smokes. Hot damn. Uh, also, uh, story, obviously, timeless. Uh, that that was kind of why I was is, playing it. Is still, I don't know what it is about that opening. It gets yeah. me away. A lot it's of games staggering. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a real kick. Have you played Last of Us, Andy? Oh, yeah. I remember that um, the opening, like, you guys were kind of losing it over it. Uh, it took me a long time to actually find that game. I remember I, uh, the guy I was living with at the time found somebody was selling it on Kijiji, and he was at his T-shirt store off of White Ave in Edmonton. He's like, yeah, just swing by and oh, pick yes. this up. And, like, I go into his store, and this guy's got, like, piercings all over his face, and he's, like, this really tough dude, like, a skull shirt, and all his shirts in this store and stuff were all, like, super, like, like, fucking snakes, like, biting skulls and shit all over it. Like, this guy's, like, super intense, but, like, a super chill dude, though. He's just like, hey, man, you come here to get the game or whatever? I'm like, 
Yeah, he's like, oh, I already played through the whole thing. It's really good. Just 20 bucks is fine. I'll just take it. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll give you 25 bucks for it. And then there's like this weird moment where I like felt like I needed to like look around his store or something because <laughs> there's nobody in it. Probably doesn't exist to this day, but he's just yeah, like, well, felt, I'm going to yeah, head out here. Head out now. It just, I like, he just seemed like the type of person who like wanted to keep talking and like wanted to hang out. I was like, you're fucking super up off putting with your image. I would never buy anything that's in this store. And I just want to go home and play this game. So anyways, that's how I got the game. And then, uh, since it was a little bit later after everybody else that the opening stuff was still impactful, but I felt like it was a little diluted because everybody was like, Oh fuck that opening scene's going to really hit you. Oh shit. And then as soon as I started hearing all that, I was like, ah, fuck it's, it's not gonna, it's not going to shock me as much as it would have, if I would have just popped it open and uh, experienced it at the same time as everybody else. But still though, still a very, very emotional opening. Can we talk about the ending? Is it past the, or the yeah, getting or the I ending. Think we we can put like a little spoiler warning here. Maybe maybe say skip ahead five minutes from this point. We'll we'll keep. It. I got, I'm looking at the clock here. Right, we have five minutes. Are you gonna uh, put the timer on? Yeah, yeah, I got the timer on. So last of us spoilers can begin now. Skip ahead five minutes if you don't want to hear any for the first game. Five minutes is a long time. We got to yeah. fill now. Well, like, um, it's, it's fine. <laughs> the yeah. uh, uh, I feel like that was the first time I had ever seen a. I'm trying to decide if I played Walking Dead or Last of Us first. But uh, oh, one of them was the first time I had ever seen a kid killed. Yeah. Uh, they were both the same year, even, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. A lot, a lot of zombie, no. t- zombie stuff around that 2010. Time. Oh, Walking Dead would have been way before. Walking Dead was way before then, yeah. Yeah. Who? Um, what kid? Yeah, because 13 what, is Last of Us. What kid dies in the end of... In the, in the DLC, no, in Last of Us. No, I was just talking about the beginning of Last of Us. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, in the with beginning. the daughter. Yeah, daughter. so fucked. Uh, there's a nice um, part with a giraffe. I like the part with the giraffe a lot. For some see, reason, that always yeah, also, me. With that, with that whole opening scene, I think this is one of the things too. Where after hearing everybody talking about how like gut wrenching and stuff it was, uh, as soon as it started up, I was like. His daughter's gonna get killed. Like it sounds oh, like that's the fucking thing that's gonna happen. Steel-hearted bastard. Just, I, well, well also, it wasn't me steel-hearted. You know, I was like, she's not the main character. Yeah. Like, yeah. sorry, Brando, go ahead. No, yeah, we were gonna say the exact same thing. You know, at that at the point you played it, you know this is a story about Ellie and Joel, uh, mm-hmm. and you're like, that's she's not gonna Ellie. come back as the antagonist in two. She's still alive. <laughs> No, she did. Yeah, all these years later. <laughs> yep, that's that. So that's the Last of Us Two spoiler I saw. She she shows up in like a Metal Gear Father. <laughs> See, that would be dope. Her just showing back up would be would like, be oh, dope. that's stupid. But her <laughs> that, fucking that showing back up like a metal mech suit would be awesome. And then if she yeah. was like, everybody was like, uh, how did you come back to life? And then she was like, I was wished back by the Dragon Balls. Then that'd be oh, a fucking fuck. barn burner of a game, oh, I tell you. Everybody is here. And then the fucking ending of that game is still uh, a top fiver of all time for me. Yeah. Oh, they just the uh, like sense just... of. I get no satisfaction from it, but I kind of love it. Right, but in a good way. Yeah, like yeah. you are, you are waiting for this story to kind of give you that happy ending, and it kind of does because it, it it a happy ending for Joel. Yes, where he's like, I can't go through this again. I'm keeping this kid no matter what. But very much a like, oh, this is just a 
tremendously broken and selfish man who is not willing to have two girls die on his watch. Could have saved the world. Uh, Maybe. Save the world. Elected Maybe. not Maybe. To. Yeah. Yeah, well, we don't know. Yeah, it's real fucked. I'm very much looking forward to that, uh, that next game. And it ends with him just saying, I don't know. I don't think you know unless you know the kid. Um, yeah. And also lost a kid, probably. Like, it's super easy for me to say, yeah, let's save the world. Yeah. But um, I think that's what makes the Joel character very good is that they set him up right from get-go as being like, oh, this is a guy who failed to protect his daughter and then goes through an entire game trying to protect this new girl, his daughter's age-ish, and then gets posed with the humanity versus have another kid die on your watch conundrum. Uh, And I think that's the only reason why it works, because otherwise I'd be like, oh, Joel, why would you do that? Whereas for me, that ending, it's like, well, it's only kind of half blame you. We got one minute. One minute warning on spoiler talk. Uh, she, at the very end, she's like, uh, you have to promise me it happened exactly how you said it did. Uh, you have to promise me that you didn't steal me away uh, and cause the end of the world. Uh, and he's like, I promise. And she's like, okay. And then it just cock with this great guitar string or strum. Uh, and it's just fucking goosebumps and chills every time. Oh, soon we'll find out. I and then really quickly in our last minute, uh, yeah. the uh, Left Behind DLC also really really good. Uh, if you haven't played it, it's a prequel. It's a Ellie prequel uh, that takes place at a shopping mall, uh, which she you're, it's you're, it's combined or it's a combination of her looking for meds for Joel because it takes place during the part of the game where she's looking after him in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she goes to a mall to find meds, and that kind of gives her flashbacks of a mall she visited uh, at the time. Uh, well, it, it, back when she knew her friend, uh, yeah. Riley, who you hear about a lot during the game. Gaston! There was... This is not a spoiler. Spoilers are done now. But there was... I remember an argument. I don't know where this was. We are discussing with somebody whether you should play Left Behind before you play the game, the main game, or after... Uh, you know, because it's it's a prequel, so I guess there is an argument that maybe you played before. My reasoning was you should play it after. Uh, I don't even remember what my reasoning was at the time. Not even remembering that it actually takes place. It is a prequel, but it takes place like in the latter third of the game or whatever of the main game. Right. You yeah, definitely play it in the main games. game or after yeah. the main game. And and it calls to a bunch of stuff that they yes. expect you to know. Uh, having played the main game. I mean, it's the same thing when people ask you about the Star Wars movies. Yeah. It's uh, like, uh, well, play, it's maybe even a play little. In, it's play them whenever you want uh, or, or experience it whenever you want if you've already experienced it before. But if you're experiencing it for the first time, always experience it in the order it came out because yes. they expect you to have that knowledge. Yeah. The the, the intended narrative, the, the way they intended you to experience it originally is usually what I recommend. <laughs> Also, in the case of Star Wars, it's better to watch the good movies first. Watch the good movies first, eh? Just no matter. Seven, eight, (laughs) four, Rogue One, three, (laughs) six. Maybe, I don't know, you could throw one in there just to balance yourself out. A couple Clone Wars episodes. That's a a hater. I always forget. Yeah. 
I just haven't got Not a participator. I just don't like Jar Jar, and I never got past Jar Jar. Yeah. He is a prick. He's the gatekeeper. He's the big time gatekeeper. Yeah. He's he's the he's Jar Jar Binks separates the boys from the men when it comes to Star Wars fandom. That's what they that's what they you say. Gotta get pa- you gotta get past Jar Jar if you want the expanded universe canon. That's what it says right on the wiki. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Any other games, Rando? Before we move on to Young Droopers? Nope, just those two. Andy? How the hell yeah, are you? So I'm doing good, brother. That's um good. Good so yeah. So as we know, because we talk about it an awful lot, as mm. us all as three big fans now, uh, I have been watching a lot of Dragon Ball, so my yes. game time has been down a bit. You're also, super dude, now. Is, yeah, I'm already there. So anyways, uh, Super Saiyan Pod, Super Saiyan coming up later this week. Yes. Uh, so Did I get the name right? Super Saiyan Pod, Super Saiyan, yeah. Nice. Good. Um, super so good. I just want to say that Dragon Ball Super so fucking goddamn good. It might be the best Dragon Ball that... It's so good. Yeah, though it it is really good. Anyways, um, so it has been taken away a bit from my game time, and also too with it being nice outside, been getting outside a lot. But I'm still chugging through Ori, so I know I've talked about it the last couple of weeks, and I don't really have too much more to say other than, yeah, I just really am still liking where that game's headed. Still loving the progression with the new items and combat stuff. It's all really cool, and performance then yeah, just so still, stunning. Uh, performance still a bit of an issue. On the Xbox nah, one. it's, I mean, it just, it's the same, it's the same issues that Brando's covered and I covered when I first started talking about it, where yeah. it kind of hitches every now and then, but it's honestly, it's not even affecting it. It it blows me away so much with uh, just the visuals and that world, how it draws me in that it kind of just, yeah, I, I don't even really pay attention to it anymore. If it hitches a little bit, I just kind of, eh, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, it's just... I, yeah, I just I can't get over how beautiful it is. That's for me. That's the biggest thing. And also too, compared to the first Ori, uh, just the movement and stuff as well too. I'm finding a lot more enjoyable in this. It seems like the progression right off the bat, they get you some of those familiar movement items a lot quicker. Uh, so like some of the wall climbing stuff and some of the different bouncing things. And it's just like when you're whipping around the map, just like running up walls fast and then shooting across to another wall and then grabbing a pole and then spinning up. And it's so it's satisfying. Like the movement is super satisfying. So that's kind of the one new thing yeah, you're, that I'm finding with the game that I've been really enjoying. You're you're flying around that that world pretty quick early on in a way that you were not in the first story where it felt like at the end of the game, you're like, oh, now I'm moving. Uh, this one, you're moving right from the beginning and then only yeah. get more cool powers to add on from there. Do you think it'd be hard? Do you think it would have been yeah. hard to like do the hard like, oh, I'm fast and oh, I lost all my the, the typical God of War like I lost all my powers and I suck now for the first. Well, and that might be might be why they gave them to you so early is because they're like, especially for Andy who played one the end of one and then moved over, it would probably be like, oh fuck, now five hours of gameplay before I can double jump or whatever yeah, yeah that I, you, that I, that makes a lot of sense when you play him like back to back you're like oh i gotta yeah. unlearn these abilities now yeah and they have enough new stuff where they can kind of throw those thing like those older ones at you quickly and then you're still it's it seems like they're still going to keep it exciting with you know a lot of the new kind of badges that you can equip and some of the new uh, special abilities that take soul and stuff. There seems like there's enough of that that they can just be like, yeah, we might as well just fucking get you wall climbing here right out of the gate. And, you know, the one move that I really liked in the first one was the one where you get close to an enemy and then you can latch onto them and then shoot yourself in another direction. I just got oh, that yeah. one super quick. So, yeah. But, and yeah. like, 
even you mentioned, you know, it would be frustrating to go five hours before getting that again. Like in that game, you're already running past the bulbs that you know are set in place to use that move. Yeah. So like I'm already thinking about so it. I'm like, Fuck, I want more it now. frustrating. Yeah. I yeah, totally like, know what this does from the last game. Give me the power. Yeah. So I really like that they're giving you that stuff quick, and I'm excited to see just how it expands on all of it uh, moving forward. But, yeah, just visually it's so cool. And I think one of my favorite things about it as well, too, is um, – and this is like me maybe looking super in-depth in it. But when it comes to the backgrounds and things like that, I appreciate um, – the amount of work that they put into designing those backgrounds, but then they'll still blur them as they get farther off in the distance. Like, I just think the whole aesthetic of the whole thing is really neat. Like every little detail down to the stuff that you don't even know about it. Cause it's just supposed to be there kind of in the back of your mind the whole time. It's just super cool. Like it's just, yeah. it, it's gorgeous. I can't get over it. The artwork in it. The spider, the spider like with very... the glowy things on it. Maybe that's, have you seen a spider with glowy bits on it? I'm just looking at pictures here. Is, is it uh, the is it his cool. buddy? Like uh, who's that uh, spider guy with the eyes? No, he doesn't look like a buddy. I don't know. I'm I'm sure you recognize okay. this yeah, guy. No, but, I don't uh, think I don't think he's the. I, I know the I spider Andy's talking about. Yeah, there's a lot him. of good a lot of good art here. Yeah, it's just it's so pretty. And then the music looks like, good a, too, like a and... really high quality production Disney or Pixar movie. Like more yeah, Disney that's than the best Pixar because it. it's not like the. It doesn't look like super computer animated. It looks yeah, by like hand matte, drawn in a lot of ways. Paintings or yeah, and oh, also wow. too the I'm I really like to just you know and there's lots of games that do this obviously, but I love a game that tells a story so well just through visuals. Like it doesn't hold your hand through it. You kind of just have to. <laughs> for the most part watch what's going on and the narrator kind of gives you little hints towards what's happening but three skeletons yeah. around a toilet with a revolver between them mm-hmm. it's environmental storytelling mm-hmm. yep no it's this okay. is uh... it's okay andy carry on yeah i don't get that one that one that one that one blows over it goes over my head i don't know what <sighs> you're talking about are you talking about flushing pies down the toilet again or something like that no but if you want to have that talk i got oh fucking shit i turned a pie down today i could have got it and flushed it damn why'd you <laughs> turn a pie so down because i ate a lot of the pie and was like well i don't know if i take this i'm just gonna eat this goddamn pie tonight and it just i better just no just take it away from me Always take okay. the pie in case we need it for the podcast. Yeah, I took the ribs. I, I got a lot of barbecue and oh, stuff. I made Not it okay. Call. So yeah. So anyways, that's all I have to say about Ori. Still enjoying it. Uh, the other thing I've been doing a lot of uh, with my good friend Matt Eads, and oh, I'm actually really happy me. that you're playing this now. Yeah, I'm happy that you're playing this now because I was really hoping that I could get somebody that was super into it. But uh, we've been playing and streaming a lot of Risk of Rain lately. We played, yeah. I think the first time we sat down and played, we played six and a half hours of it one afternoon. Yeah, we did a bunch and of didn't I even remember, one day. I remember watching you guys play that, first wondering uh, why I wasn't invited. Uh, <laughs> and then shortly after, when it got to about four hours in, being glad I wasn't invited. Uh, and then when it was about six hours in, being like, this is, this is, this is great for them. This is great for them. I, I think it's left me behind now. <laughs> it's, I don't think I'm going to be invited to Risk of Rain anymore. Uh, what? Well, I, I never... Listen, I was never invited to Risk of Rain. I, I did the inviting, all right? I, no invited yeah, me. I got out there. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and, and, and invited some people. Yeah, but you know yeah, how it is I mean, in the stream, and no one, I can't yeah, just be like, no, oh, I, let I, me in there. I know. 
Yeah, you got to kind of ask, right? So, but uh, um, I never expected you to even get that Everyone's game more like than it. welcome to play. Everyone's more than welcome. I sorry, I thought you guys didn't like that game, and then we played six straight hours, and here we are. Well, I I, I love that game. Um, Randall and Warren and I played a couple of times, but we didn't really like play beyond thirty to forty five minutes. So I yeah. just didn't think that they were super into it. So, but then I sat down with you, and then we played for six and a half hours. I was like, all right, he seems to like this. And then you started learning more shit than I knew, and I was like, wow, all right then, this is. <laughs> Start doing the research, like like Monster Train. It's one of those games where you always feel like you're so like, man. If I just got this combination of items again, I could I could ruin this fucking game. Well, and now it's gotten to the point too where you and I will be playing, and then I'll pick something up. You're like, hey, what'd you get, Andy? And I'm like, oh, I got the discs that charge and Fuck shoot Andy, guys. Fuck, Andy, you got the like, discs. You're the melee oh, dude. What? Why didn't you give me the discs? I'm the I engineer, have one of my Andy. Have we could one. have, and then oh. I could have given you the snowflake, and you could have three of those snowflakes stacked up. But no, no. How is uh, I supposed to know the snowflake is going to pop up later? You. Listen, we so when you're playing with two people, uh, it seems like you very much have to prioritize the loot. You're, you're splitting the loot in half. Doesn't so, uh, I guess for people who don't know where Risk of Rain is, uh, it's a third person, third person shooting game where enemies, infinite infinite enemies spawning, uh, they get harder and harder and harder and harder. You see how long you can last, uh, and you're getting random items, just like Monster Train, random random artifacts with random abilities and things. Um, and yes, Andy and I are now at the point where some some items are, are truly useless on some characters. They do nothing, and some are very good on other characters. Uh, we've played to the point where now, uh, at least I I I probably know every item just from the the shape of it all. Uh, Sixty, seventy, whatever they are, however many there are. Yeah, it, it's crazy because there's still, and I'm I'm starting to develop the habit of being like, "Hey, Eats, what does this do?" And then just having you tell me quickly because I'll pick something up, and then like you're constantly checking or you're looking at the bottom left to see what I'm Because I need those goddamn mushrooms. Like, the fuck you picking up the fungus for, Andy? Fuck. It does nothing Sorry, for it's... you. You're always moving, had... Andrew. It literally never turns on. It's a dead item. We uh we uh, well and hey, I'm I'm pretty much good now, but we really struggled uh off the bat with yeah. uh <laughs> fucking that. Of unlocking a chest and then immediately grabbing the item and then just yeah. being like, ah, fuck, I picked up the fungus. <laughs> You'd be like, ah, shit, I got the fucking red diamond. Sorry, Andy. Like, ah, whatever. Yeah, we're getting, so, we're getting we're, okay. We no, can't make it past stage eight to save our our goddamn lives. I thought we got to we got to nine once. I thought we skipped the portal. We we talked about this a couple times. We yeah, well, got portal to portal the... pops on seven and then. We we do like eight to nine. If we ever finished, we would have got the nine. Maybe maybe we did make it to nine once, but we we've never okay. we've never like, made it to yeah. like close to twenty. Twenty is is where the last unlock is. Yeah, fuck, we gotta get there. That's um, we did. Oh, uh, uh, you just we we'll keep at her. Your knowledge and my uh, my relentlessness will make it happen. Um, my we did relentlessness. <laughs> no, my relentlessness. Oh, sorry. Did you say it? Oh, they said, with yeah, my I high mean, relentlessness. <laughs> like, well, also right. that. Uh, he has that. But uh, we did see uh, what is the... I hate the friggin' dragon snakes. Those guys are bullshit, and they piss me off yeah. more than the enemies that actually kill me because those guys are just hard to chase. What was the blue one that we finally saw? Uh, it was a overloaded magma worm. It was funny because Mag when we were magma playing... Magma worm, not dragon snakes. I, I love that somebody dragon was in the chat. Dragon snakes Overwatch. I love that somebody was in the chat and was just like, oh, you guys haven't seen nothing yet. Wait yeah. till you see the overloaded magma worm. And we're like, oh, okay, whatever. And literally the next map, oh, there's For the first time, too. Worm. We had, we had yeah. played, like, probably, I don't know, 
a, a jillion runs, give or take. Never saw one of these overloaded magworms. And then, yes, literally the very next level, we both fucking died to it. You're like, oh, oh yeah. what is what is this? Oh, no, no! Yeah, yeah I think so. That's part of it, though. You gotta, the fucking lightning got me. I didn't know he made yeah. lightning. The part that we get to is... Eventually, that game just gets to the point where it's a bullet hell, and if you get hit once, you're dead. And I yeah. struggle a lot with... It seems like around stage 8-9 is where it gets to that point. I struggle a lot when it, of, of just never never getting hit for, like, I don't know, another hour 45 or whatever it's going to take you to get to stage 20 seems ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's something that we're doing wrong or if it's just actually a skill thing where we just need to keep moving or... It gets fucking hard, and especially because oh. I'm always playing the melee guys, so I've got to get right in there up against dudes, and even I'll have that overshield going and somebody will just whack me once, and I'm like, well, I'm dead, and I don't know what hit me. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, there's, there's a lot of that where, like, oh, I'm dead, and I don't know what happened. It seemed like I fell through the earth this one time and died, but I, I think an enemy <laughs> got me and it just sort of blew me downwards, and... It's uh, yeah, it kinda, it's very fun though. It kind of glitches. It is fun, yeah. Despite and like you, you know, we you you more so than me. Uh, the performance issues become uh, a problem at times. Oh, it's they're a brutal. Itchy, oh, it, gets it runs chaotic. so yeah. fucking bad on Xbox One. So bad. Like, and again, we're we're at stage eight. We have to get to twenty. We're gonna see theoretically twice as many enemies on screen, and it gets down to one or two frames a second sometimes. It is bad. <laughs> So, it is like getting yeah, you killed. I, the performance is so bad sometimes. You're like, I'm trying to jump. I see this thing coming. I'm mashing jump. I'm mashing jump. It's coming at two frames a second. Fuck. It got me. Uh, it's Yeah. I hope they figure that out. It is yeah, still be, early that'd, access that'd or whatever, whatever the mm -hmm. preview preview program or whatever it is on Xbox. But yeah. It's still a lot of fun, though. It's, yeah. I still really like playing it. So, so yeah. do I. It's very good. Addicting. Super addicting. Very good music, also. Oh, yes. Anything else, Andy? No, sir. All right, well, uh, let's uh, take a quick break here, maybe. And uh, we'll come back to... i uh, got a little bit of news. A little bit of news. Some weird, some interesting stories here. Uh, we'll read a couple emails, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hit the road. Let's come back and talk about some news. Top Star Night, gentlemen, I slammed my middle finger in some sliding doors today, and it hurts a lot, and my fingernail is probably going to fall off. So, sliding sorry, doors? I thought you slammed it in your car door. Yeah, I thought it was your car door. Uh, no, it was, uh, did I say car door? I misspoke. While moving it, I grabbed a cabinet, and it had doors on it that went shaboom when I lifted it up to throw it into a dumpster. I think you just maybe transitioned from your car problem to the door so quickly that we thought that it was a car door. Could have been. I, I very well could have misspoke. I was in a bit of a state when I finally got the fuck up here and logged on. Uh, yeah. One of those days. One of those days. Uh, top story tonight. Andy, hit us with your news story that you brought this week. Didn't bring one, Matthew Eads. Uh, Brando, hit us with your news story. Okay, this listen, week. Brando is a tentpole of this or I will not hear his good name besmirched. These fucking rookies oh, coming in here. Yeah. Acting oh, like they got favorites now. Uh, it's funny because uh, you know, I always complain about at work how it drives me nuts when people don't do their jobs and I have to constantly remind them about stuff. But as soon as I'm on the other end of not being in charge anymore, I just like completely forget about things. <laughs> <And> <laughs> they just slip my mind. 
You gotta stay on it, Meads. You gotta stay on me. You gotta tell me. Fucking no, do a story, no, no, brother. Get be, it. I'm not gonna. Don't worry. We get, it's okay. Listen, I, I got great uh, news yeah. stories this week. Yeah, but I would have had better ones if you would have stayed oh, on me. So okay, here we, we go. Do that. Here we go. All right, I'll, I'll remind you next time. I'll remind you. Uh, Thanks, brother. Two stories. All right. First of all, they're making Borderlands movie, uh, which I think we might have loosely talked about before. Yeah, I did not realize it was being directed by Eli Roth, which is maybe a bigger name on Borderlands than I would have thought. Uh, apparently, Kate Blanchett is going to star in Eli Roth's Borderlands movie. You think it's gonna get made then? Some names there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it seems it uh, it it seems like we're set up for a Fossbender. Uh, oh, what was that? Uh, Assassin's Creed. You know, like a a big <laughs> name. I don't I don't know if Fossbender's as big of a name as Kate Blanchett, but big name. No, I think Kate's definitely bigger. Video game franchise. I don't even remember who directed it. I, I, what about I, Tom Holland in Uncharted? That's maybe never. That one's not out. happening, right? That, that that I, don't think, I don't think that one's happening. Uh, Did you guys ever see the? Uh, oh, sorry. I'll I'll do my thing after. Random. Uncharted or uh, Borderlands? Gear? Which one's more likely? Uh, Borderlands for sure. I think. You think so? Yeah. Uncharted is presumably farther along in production. I think I thought like Tom Holland was in, then he was out, and they had a screenwriter, and then they didn't. And what if I just put Uncharted movie into Bing here? What do I get for the most recent news? Antonio Banderas is apparently cast in it as of March the second. Wonder if he's Sully. And Mark Wahlberg? What the fuck? Antario, uh, Antonio Banderas cast on March the second, March the fifth. Mark Wahlberg says Uncharted movie will be tenfold better than. Hang on, I gotta click in to find out what he what he thinks is ten times better than. Then, Mark Wahlberg says Uncharted movie will be tenfold better nine. than previous versions. What does this mean? What? There's never been a previous version, unless they mean like I mean, it w- what they were coming up with before mm-hmm. they got Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. This is from therap.com, and the 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 opening sentence to this article says, "Just how long has Mark Wahlberg been attached to the Uncharted movie? A while," he says. Apparently, he was once gonna be Nathan Drake. Uh, man, what a, what a mess. Right, I don't, th- I don't right. think maybe this game's coming out. I don't know, man. <laughs> or this movie, I mean. Go, Andy. Um, I was gonna say, did you guys ever watch that video that um, Nathan Fillion made of him uh, acting like just as like a Nathan Drake short? Yes, yep. I remember that from that was like a few years ago now. I think, right? Yeah, I think it has been a while. Oh, Edmund, that was pretty good. Edmonton, uh, Edmonton, Edmonton Zone, Nathan Fillion. He, he doesn't really have the build for that character, but uh, in terms of like the snarkiness and his delivery on the lines, I thought he did a really well, good job. I Nathan, Nathan the- Fillion used to be pretty big back in the day, isn't he? I remember being like pretty big in Firefly. He's like, well, like buff in a way. Think- Drake's not huge. I, well, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think Fillion's quite a bit. He's a little bit bigger. Now. Oh, I, I see what he you're has, saying. I think, okay, okay. Yeah, I think Drake has a bit of a yeah, slim, slimmer lose, build than he, he does. Lose the, uh, did you see that uh, that deep fake where they put Nathan Fillion's face over uh, Nate Drake's, and it's like Nathan Fillion is was in the game the whole time? I'll send it to you. It's fucked. Deep. Oh, we really? are so fucked, man. Like that that deep fake stuff is. Oh my god! You can just make a video of anyone doing literally anything, and it is indistinguishable from you reality. You can tell now. if you watch it or not. Some of them you can. There are some good ones. Well, and th- these are the like the con- fun conspiracy theory ones where they're like, "This is a deep fake, but you can't tell." And I'm like, well, maybe it's actually maybe it's just a real. Maybe this is the person. Who knows? But sure, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll send that thing to you, Andy. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. I'll watch that. That'll be dope. Uh, like even the, uh, even the like Carrie Fisher one and the uh, and I know this is a little bit different, but the Carrie Fisher one and the um, Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, what's his name? Brian from uh, Fast and Furious. Oh, Paul uh, Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even those ones, like with all those budgets behind them. There's always a few moments where you're like, oh, that's not him. Yeah. <laughs> if I maintain, because remember they did the whole CG Tarkin in, uh, is that Rogue uh, One, I think? Rogue One or yeah. Solo? I don't it was remember. Rogue One, yeah. Uh, if nobody told me that that was CG, I would have just assumed that actor was still alive. Like, I, you know, like I, looked, I thought that looked a little if I If I know to look for it, I can, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I do kind of yeah. see it. The lighting is a little weird. But, like, if nobody told me, I'd be like, damn, this dude yeah, is sure. still alive. If, Holy. Yeah. No, they you, do. They if, do very. If you good just, yeah. When you just allow yourself to just get immersed in it, then yeah, you can just kind of. It's it's no different than your Red Dead Redemption role playing. You just have to kind of let yourself be taken by that world. When it comes to that stuff, too, you just kind of have to let yourself be taken by it. Yeah, I, I the deep fake stuff is still very frightening. Very very. It is unsettling, but I think from a like real world setting, I like to think that the deep fake experts. Are always going to be able to tell if something's a deep fake. So always? in theory, I don't know, but always now maybe. I don't but know. Like... I think it's like anything. I think I think yeah, it's like anything think where so, like yeah. the pros can always be like, oh no, I can. This is yeah, that's not real. So as long as there's pros gets, on both sides. Oh, but that gets even riskier. Where and now there's like only a certain class of people can can tell, or maybe what if they're just we could make a whole novel about this dystopian future where like that's a lot of these jobs, people though. decide. Yeah. I feel like that's a I mean, lot of jobs always... where it's like you need to have like a doctor to know that this other doctor did some yeah. fucked up shit and yeah. did it well. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's no, somebody could also, you know, somebody who even maybe isn't uh, building that craft up themselves to be able to actually do it. Uh, if that becomes an issue, there will be people that specifically study recognizing when this stuff is actually fake and then building up a reputation of being very accurate with it, we'll where see. we'll have people that can, to, you know, we'll see. debunk this I'm stuff. I'm trying to think of a good example, but I feel like this is just like a hundred other things that have come up in the past. Yeah. And uh, yeah. This like will probably vocal, be no like different. This is just yeah. Until Hatsune Miku like robs a bank or something, we're probably okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Craig. I, I think it's Craig Mazin. I think is how you say it. Um, the screenplay and uh, the, the the creator of Chernobyl, HBO's Chernobyl. He won an Emmy mm. uh, specifically for writing, I believe. For, for you know, my goodness, won an Emmy specifically for writing for Chernobyl. Uh, and is has doesn't say if he's doing the screenplay for the final film or what, but did the latest screenplay of the Borderlands film? Uh, apparently, Kate Blanchett is going to play Lilith, who was one of the main characters in Borderlands One, and then I think shows up in maybe every game after, including what's the Telltale game that is actually very good? Uh, Pre sequel? Oh no, the no. Uh, Tales Tales from the Borderlands. Tales. Uh, here's a quote I pulled from Eli Roth, which. I don't know. It's just, it's just, like there's, there's such a disconnect in my head of this incredibly, you know, regal, uh, sophisticated like Kate Blanchett. My God, what a uh, you know Galadriel. Like what? Just a a very very high class lady, and then there's the Borderlands world like collide, clashing. Uh, Eli says from drama to comedy and now action. Kate makes every scene sing. 
Working with her is truly a director's dream come true, and I feel so fortunate that I get to do it again on an even bigger scale. Everyone brings their A-game to work with Kate, and I know, together, we're gonna create another iconic character in her already storied career from the Borderlands film. It's uh, fucking weird I mean, thinking about sound... Borderlands in this way. Yeah. You, you have to, uh, I mean, you gotta, you gotta sound confident whenever you're talking about a movie you're making, so... Well, yeah, you gotta sell, sell the ever... sizzle, not the steak. I'm yeah. with you. Um... I mean, you kind of described her as elegant, but you look at her in Thor, and yeah, like, she's she got can range. Do... She got range. Yeah, yeah, she's got range. Like she, you know, it would it would not surprise me if she was the best thing about this movie, even I'd, with like like I'd she's argue, a, she's the type uh, of actress that. What's what's her name? Hell, Hella, Hell? No. What's her name in Thor? It's Hell something. Hella. One second. It's not oh, Hella. Yeah, it's Hella. It? It's Hella. Oh. That yeah. word's been ruined for me. Uh, I, I would argue Hella has a, so a certain a certain elegance to her. Thing. I think she's just Hell. I thought she was just H-E-L in Norse mythology. Maybe no, it's one of those... Hella. Yeah, I mean, Hell in Norse mythology, originally the name for the world of the dead. Hell is one of the children of the trickster gods, Loki. Anyways. Hell versus... Maybe, maybe You're right, though. Is. She did have a bit of elegance in that, but she also seems like somebody who could... She's like I said. She's got range. She can handle it. Hell, also known she as Hella. She might have to challenge. Also referred to as the Two-Faced Terror, aka TFT. You also see Hella in uh, God of War, in the form of a giant raven, I believe. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, it's Hella. Uh, allegedly, a raven. That's that's all I got on the Borderlands film. Definitely yeah. a raven. Yeah. Uh, here's another weird story. Did you, did you ever play Kingdom of Amalur Reckoning back in, what was this, 2010, maybe? It was when I was at Bioware no, it sir. came out. Uh, let's see. Release date. It is a uh, 2012. Uh, 2012, yeah. Right there. Right, right when Dragon Age 2 came out. Uh, tis a kind of action RPG. Um, Kurt Schilling, the, the former baseball player, Got himself, and this is just kind of my very brief understanding of the story, but got himself a bunch of money from, I think, the state of Rhode Island uh, to make this this MMO game, which I think was I think was going to be Copernicus. I, I'm not sure how that lines up. But anyways, they uh, got $75 million, I believe. Bought another studio, which was big, huge games. Uh, had them make Reckoning, which was an action RPG, not this MMO. It was supposed to lead into the MMO. They were, you know, creating this, uh, this, this universe. This, you know, oh, it's gonna be a multi-game thing. This one, the, the action tells you about the MMO. Yada yada yada. Um, game did not sell very well. Uh, did was not profitable. Thirty Eight Studios filed for bankruptcy. Uh, Kurt Schilling stole the developer's last two paychecks, and it was that whole thing of like, you know, oh, I'm I'm paying my staff. Yada yada. And it, actually, no, he wasn't. Uh, filed for bankruptcy, ended up giving back it's like 2.5 million of the 75 million. Uh, anyways, they are re-releasing Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. It's a very long-winded way of getting around to this re-release called uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. That's a dumb name. That's a dumb name. It's going to be a... I, 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 I don't even really know the scale of the remaster here, but uh, they say that... Uh, maybe I didn't even pull the quote. Updated visuals. 
I guess I didn't pull the quote. Uh, yeah, updated visuals, and, and as far as I understand it, that's maybe it. Um, sure. Yeah, Jason Schreier tweeted out on, well, Twitter, uh, something to the effect of, I'm basically stealing his tweet here uh, when I say that none of the money from this re-release will go to the game developers who did not get their last two paychecks, who had their healthcare canceled, who, you know, for all the reasons that uh, Cliffy B... Dude Huge and his actions with the closing of his studio really don't sit right with me even to this day. Uh, this is all the same shit, just, uh, you know, seven years earlier. Eight years earlier. Uh, but it's coming up. People like that game, I guess. I've never played it, but... Uh, it's I, it yeah, reviewed I well. actually have not heard of it. Yeah, re- reviewed pretty well. And I do hear a lot of people talking about it even, even today. Uh, Let me know when the re-re-reckoning comes mm-hmm. out. Uh, Slay the Spire. We uh, talked a little bit about that. This show actually is a uh, kind of card, a deck building roguelike that you're playing in runs. It's really good. It was our number five game of the year last year, I believe. I think, yeah. Uh, coming to Maybe iOS, six or seven spots too high. Uh, it's, it's it's very good. It deserves it. Uh, it's coming to iOS and Android. Fucking a. At long last, uh, due on iOS this month. Uh, Android date coming soon, apparently. It's a perfect game for it. Oh my goodness, perfect game for iOS or, yes, or Android. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, totally. You you can like sit runs down halfway through. It's the type of game where you can just turn it off in the middle of a turn. It doesn't matter. Um, and it's like, it is made for these, you know, you can, there are 30 second chunks that you can, you can kind of parse it into. There are like five minute chunks. There are 30 minute chunks. It's a good, I have a little bit of time and want to do a, a, a thing game. And so I wonder fun. if that would make it retroactively the first cell phone game we've ever had in our top five. Hmm. I think you might. No, That's... you crossed your roads. Or no, but that wasn't the official. No. Yeah, cross your road never. I had it in my top, top five. I was number. Yeah. It was number ten on my list. I oh, okay. think it might be. Uh, like, what about FTL? That'd be too early, I guess. I don't know if we're doing gaudy shows. I think it might be. XCOM. Did XCOM ever? Was that ever in our top five? Come to phones. It's an iOS. Yeah, XCOM's on iOS. XCOM is on uh, iPad. Like, like actual XCOM? It's not like a yeah. cell phone yeah. version? Okay. No, it is the, the main game, uh, which we would work perfect for it, too. Like, dragging, dragging around that grid and stuff, I bet I bet works real well. Yeah. You guys would have had XCOM on a list if you guys were doing lists. 100% we would have, yeah. Kevin and I really But I don't think you were game. doing lists. I think, you, I think you're correct. Uh, my last story this week. Uh, remember Dead Island 2? Not to be confused with Dead Island Riptide. That was the sequel to Dead Island. That one actually came out. I think that was a sequel. Was that a... Hang on. Was that a DLC as I say that? It's been a long time. <laughs> uh, I remember Dead Island. Riptide is a proper sequel, yes. Uh, they said they were working on Dead Island 2. THQ Nordic said they were working on uh, Dead Island 2. Back in 2014 was like kind of the last... Real them being like, yep, Dead Island 2 is coming, we're working on it. Uh, and, and, you know, they got out there in 2016, we're like, hey, still, don't worry, we're still, it's still going, we're not cancelled. Uh, and apparently it's not cancelled. They, uh, it, apparently it is a real video game that exists, some footage of it released, uh, THU's gotten out there and basically said like, yeah, see, told you, we, it'll, we'll, it'll be out when it's out, we're working on it still. Um, and it looks... This is weird that we were talking about Last of Us a little bit like this earlier. It looks exactly how I remember the first Dead Island, where if you just told me this was like a Dead Island remaster, uh, 
Again, it's been a very, very long time, so maybe there are significant feature differences where, like, I saw a lady dual-wielding, and I'm like, maybe that's new or something. Um, but you're still bashing zombies, it looks like, and, and they're kind of... Remember Dead Island, they were kind of like... Almost like they're filled with water in a way where you hit them and they like you like you were breaking bones. Remember you like break an arm and then their arm was like dangling loose, even though it kind of still flopped around. And uh, like they saw that that same weird physics about them. And I saw someone like katana and a big devolt battery on the bottom with wires wrapped around it. And uh, it looked like it looked like a little more Dead Island. Yeah, Dead Island never did it for me in no? the way that uh, Dying Light, Dying Light was what I wanted Dead Island to be. Yeah, very, very uh, different, like, tone. Very different games. Yeah. Did you ever get in, like, co-op for Dead Island? I remember having the most fun in Dead Island playing that four-person co-op with people. I thought it wasn't... I don't think I did, but I just thought it wasn't fun or good, yeah. honestly. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. That's totally, <laughs> yeah. totally fair. Yeah, it had a very, like, weird combat system, I remember. Uh, if you do like Dead Island, I, which I think I did, I also suspect I might play Dead Island today and be like, oof. Video games have come a long way, Jesus. Um, but it looks like more of it. I don't know, and it, and it's interesting that they've been apparently been working on it for all these years. So, uh, still exists, still real. Dead Island Two, not dead yet. Yeah. Boom. That's the subtitle. Yep. Remember that trailer of the first game with the uh, I don't know, girl on a on a, he's a little girl zombie on her dad's back who goes backwards through the hotel window. Very high window, like falling shattered glass, real like CG trailer. It turns out it actually had nothing to do with the fucking game. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, it is one of those trailers. I've if you that. saw it, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, right, shit." Yeah, was that? I thought that they like popped that at E3, right? And everybody yeah. was like, "Oh yeah. yeah, okay, I remember that." Yeah. Uh, and that is your news for the week. Podcast at talkingreckless.com is an email address. I'm checking right now to see if we have any. I do have an email poll. We'll see if any came in uh, between when I checked last and now. You also came in while you were locking your keys in your car and slamming your fingers in yeah. doors. Moving, moving my folks today. Uh, or you can try and drop voicemails on our subreddit, which should be working now, better than before. Uh, it seems like the podcast email is down. So, oh no, here it goes very slowly. Uh, this one comes in from, let's see here, Meat says, uh, good evening, not my opinion, this is great, all good emails start with, not my opinion, <laughs> but I saw this argument come up online, what's your opinion on DLC content that is also open to multiplayer being, quote, pay to win, end quote. Typically, DLC offers exclusive content, weapons, unlocks, etc. that can often be carried over to multiplayer, which some people feel can give an unfair advantage. Just curious to know your thoughts. Ta-ta and farewell. Meet reality. Uh, a very recent example of this would be, I, I think Battle Pass stuff, 100% counts, content that you're, you're, you're paying for. Uh, I don't know what they're called, but those dual fucking pistols in Modern Warfare oh, that were on the Battle Warfare, Pass, yeah. and were just like so overpowered. It was like the old days of the 725, where everybody in every game mode was using them and just wrecking. Uh, so, so and that can felt I jump real in here bad. quickly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think, and um, I think that this is right. So the Battle Pass had a pistol that you could unlock. You unlock that pistol, and I think most pistols in Modern Warfare, you unlock a perk that allows you to hold two of that pistol. So this specific pistol 
you would just unlock it and it was you know it was a good pistol but it was when you actually got that double pistol unlocked that it became overpowered yeah um that that felt yes. real bad so, as someone who doesn't buy the battle pass and did not have that pistol uh it did not make me want to buy the battle pass it actually just made me stop playing modern warfare and i've actually not gone back since and i think that that was only effective in warzone i think that that's where it was as dangerous as it was yeah that's, that's what i primarily play now is warzone yeah um so do you think that they put that in there on purpose to encourage people to buy the battle pass or do you think that that was something that they had to i i want to believe it was probably accidental they they it's so easy to be like yeah of course they did they wanted you to buy their fucking battle pass and and it's easier for them to be like whoops we sorry it was just a pistol we didn't realize but like isn't it cool that the item you have to pay money for turned out to be the thing (laughs) that everybody has to use there he goes. We, we just lost Brando. Yeah, <laughs> man, tipped over in shock. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was intentional. Who you can never really know, I guess. But it feels I will bad. say that, despite you guys bringing that one up, I can come up with almost no examples of this in my head. Uh, uh, at least in, I, yeah, in situations where I played the game, I can think of quite a few. Uh, Smash Brothers maybe that's because- is is all those DLC characters are. Are kind of prime prime example of that mm. would be. Right? Yeah, no, I never felt that to me. Like, it's a little yeah, bit like different because only... like Smash Brothers is is, is comp- it, we, we don't play Smash Brothers in that competitive way, but uh, right. It, it definitely sure, would fall into that. Like I, but Brandon I don't and I were just playing. Think... A... Sorry, Sorry. Go ahead, Andy. I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say like you know one of the biggest examples recently was Byleth going into Smash Bros. Um, you know, Brando and I played a couple of weekends ago and you'll go up against a couple people. Sure. I'll be slamming my ax down on them and wrecking them for the first uh, minute or so. But then eventually they figure it out. Like you kind of just got to get the, figure out what's going on with those new characters. And once you do, then you've, you've, you've got it sorted. So yeah, Smash Bros. I've there, all the new characters, like at first you're like, what the fuck is going on? then you're like, oh, okay. Then actually you just got to do this and you can handle them. Yeah. I honestly think that. Byleth was the only character they've ever released where I was like, oh, this guy seems noticeably better than everyone else, where everyone, all the other characters, I'm like, well, some of these guys, the Prana Plant, I was like, this Prana Plant seems like the worst character in the game, which I'm sure is not, but... Um. The other one was Hero, and I think Hero is still... The thing. The Hero was a weird one, though, because it was the randomness of his attacks that made him frustrating. We, but you can... Hero's, Hero's like playing Risk of Rain. You can have a run with him in that game, and you fucking just destroy people, and then you can have we, another uh, run where all I, all you get is teleporters and nothing good. We don't have to get hung up on Smash Brothers, either. Like, we, we don't see a yeah, ton of this anymore, and, and the reason is is because Battlefront 2 broke it for everybody. Battlefront 2 was kind of the worst offender of this. And everybody was so offended that the like the, the 180 that the industry did of like, whoa, we need to not do this ever anymore. It, it became a selling point, right? Of like, and all our game affecting content is available to you. Nothing, everything is like, right? That's where cosmetic only comes from. That's why we have that phrase of all DLC is cosmetic only. The things you buy, the microtransactions are cosmetic only. It means they don't affect gameplay uh, because... Battlefront 2 broke everything for everybody. Uh, so we don't see a ton of it anymore. But it was it was bullshit when it happened, and, and the rare case is that it still does happen. It's fucking bullshit. It's a it's a ploy to make you spend more money. Which Yeah, no, I, I never don't like feels potato good. win mechanics. No, not if at all. If that's what yeah. I thought if 
I thought the spirit of the email was more DLC. Uh, but there is like where, it, it is, it is. But there's definitely a, and it's not even it's not even like that crazy of a view that like you have you have access to a bigger character pool. You have an obvious advantage. They're gonna be they're gonna be no matter what the game. They're gonna be characters. They're gonna be whatever you get access to. They're gonna be things that. Uh, just having, even if you right. just have more options at your disposal, there you, so you, can you do that as an advantage. You don't think that like a Street Fighter or anything should have characters that you unlock with DLC? In in a perfect world, no. I w- I wish it. Like I don't I don't play fighting games, obviously. So it is a kind of mm-hmm. uh, you know everything we, everything we say obviously applies to I how we totally we play our games saying. and everything. But but at the same time, I couldn't imagine anything from a Smash Brothers or a fighting game or something like that that would even remotely interest me if it wasn't characters. So here's, how about this? Here, here, here are two very different examples. Dota, everything is cosmetic mm-hmm. only. You have access to every single character. You're buying skins, yep. you're buying maps, you're buying announcers, all cosmetics. League of Legends, mm-hmm. a very, very similar type of game, ba- literally based off the other one. Uh, mm-hmm. Super simple. Looks like the same game from the top down. Uh, you're buying the heroes. You only get access to a very small pool of the heroes, and you have to... You can very slowly grind out the currency, or you have to buy the good heroes. Rainbow Six Siege, uh, another another great example of that, where I feel like if we play Rainbow Six Siege, because that is a game of, as I understand, kind of paper, rock, scissors, where, you know, if you, if you spent the money and bought all the DLC characters who are rocks, and I don't have any paper because I just got the free, you know, two guys or whatever... Like that, that feels bad that, and again, it's, it's all, it's all so, different, right? Cause Rainbow Six Siege, you're buying for it, seasons and it's, it's all, it's all different depending on the pricing model, but like, yeah, the, it's, it's, re- it's really, it's, it is honestly, it's a very difficult question to answer. Right. And it kind of also comes down to trusting the developers in a way, because, you know, when it comes to a character in a fighting game or even like a car in Forza or whatever, if they were going to introduce something new, if they're going to put in a new character, and they built that character to fit into the system that already exists. We're like, yeah, this character can be beat. There's ways to take this character out. It's like Overwatch. Like, I'm not paying for those new characters in Overwatch. They're just giving them to me. But they build those characters to fit into the system for the most part that's mm-hmm. already there. And then they design the game around it, right? They make the adjustments. They make sure it's all still fair. But if they're forcing you into buying stuff so that you can keep up with the rest of the player base on that game, then yeah. that's wrong. What if, if you're like, just paying for something because you want a new experience you want a new you know something to you know kind of refresh the game for you uh, but it still fits in and you can still play with other people who aren't buying that and it's fair totally fine but if you're reinforced into it so that you get good faster then that's bad yeah well like an example what if the new overwatch characters cost money what if they weren't free you know you got whatever came on the base game and right. then they were five bucks a pop or whatever so i'm very glad that they don't cost money but to andy's point uh the overwatch characters feel like the developers do a very good job of I never feel like any of these characters are the, the two characters I feel like are the biggest pains in the ass uh, were originals all right. the other characters yeah. like, but oh, just this, this it doesn't feel like it, it's it's a totally different thing than a pay to win thing where it's like oh this person bought a card that makes them objectively better than a situation where like oh this is a character with her own strengths and weaknesses that I do not feel like I'm at a disadvantage for not being able to pick. You don't think so? I, Even if it's like, well, no, this, this eternity, like, no, like Sombra is a good example or whatever. High, 
Mercy is Mercy's real popular in the in the meta right now. Turns out, and yeah. this doesn't apply, but it turns out Sombra counters her very well. Uh, but but that Sombra's a paid character. That would that would you know? Is, am I going to get in there and play? Do, do I play the level where that matters? No, of course not. But just the idea that someone who spends more money is going to have an advantage over me makes me not want if, to engage with that system at all. If you play a game like a fighting game or like say if Overwatch, if you had to buy those characters, if you're playing a game where you buy new characters and those characters might those new characters might offer strengths to counter old characters, mm-hmm. if you're playing at a level where that actually matters. You're probably going to pay for it. Like you are that, so that, into that's, that that's, game. That's that not it's... fair. That's not fair at all. Maybe you're somebody who literally can't. Right? We 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 are in kind of a privileged position where it's like, ah, twenty bucks in DLC. Here you go. Maybe maybe but there's you probably can. still a, there's probably still another counter though. If you're playing a fighting game and you're going up against somebody else, and you have your main character and they pick some new character that's good at taking down that main that you use, there's probably a character that was already there in the base game that would do the same thing. There's just this new one now that you have to deal with and learn to fight against. Yeah, maybe maybe there would be, maybe there wouldn't be. It's Or maybe you split the servers, and you're like, here's a server for people who don't buy anything, here's a server for people that do. But that's also a problem that is trying to be avoided now with not putting maps in DLC, right? Like, nobody wants to split their player base. And if you force other people to play with those other characters, you you definitely incentivize them to buy it, where they're like, man, I just got rolled by blank. Maybe I'll think about, you know. Dragon Ball Fighter Z is yeah. the one, Dra- Dragon Ball Fighters would, would do that to me big time, where like, I would get rolled by, I don't, I don't even know any of the DLC characters. Goku, Goku Black. He was in the base game. I was going to say Goku Black too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hits, there you go, perfect. Like, oh man, I got totally fucked with it. Hit is so cool. Oh, I'm gonna buy him because I want to have the option of I don't know. That's as it from a competitive standpoint, right? If you're thinking about it competitively, which of course you are in this extreme where you're offended about things that affect the gameplay. Uh Yeah, and I think maybe that's why the pro- there's that problem for me trying to you know, defend allowing that stuff because I'm never going to play at that level and I want more things. If somebody's like, like with Smash Bros, they're like, hey, we're going to do more new characters this year. I'm like, fucking awesome. I can't wait to hear what they are. I don't like care. Like, I'm like, whatever, who cares? I'm going to get them. I love this game. So yeah. that's good. Because games you where know I'm you're not get them. To... Right. But even games where I, uh, if there was a game where I wouldn't buy the extra characters, probably not playing that game anymore. So I don't care anyways. So there's no in between for me. If I'm playing a game and if I play it all the time, I'm gonna. I bought a fucking pet in Sea of Thieves. Like I'm clearly a guy who does not care about spending a little extra money for a game. Um, so if I'm playing something and I'm loving playing it, and they're announcing some new content, some new characters, uh, I'm gonna buy into it. You're part of the problem. You're the reason. You, Maybe you, you're, you're Andy Battlefront original bat. No, you can't even call it original Battlefront. Uh, the first pass of Battlefront 2 2018 no, I, Captain. I, I get your point, Eads, but there is something so fundamentally different of about the objective pay for higher level guns versus pay for a different style character. Sure, yeah. but the well none none like, of these none of these situations are high like the, the pistol is not a higher level gun. It just turned out to be broken if you had two of them. Yeah, and like I, I, none, none of none of I'm none talking. of these none of these games none of these games that I brought up are you're you're not you're you're not paying for like you look at like high, you're, not, you're not paying for bigger numbers. Yeah, you're paying for bigger numbers in Battlefront Two. Essentially, uh, yeah, that's why that's why Battlefront yeah. Two is a problem. 
Yeah, you yeah. you kind of like I totally get that. Were. I get you were also I paying for when every Halo, every single hero. When Halo Five launched, you were paying four cards. Yeah, uh, that were giving you vehicles when other people didn't have vehicles and and stuff like that. Like I thought that was all bullshit. Uh, I feel like I as I totally understand your point where having a bigger character pool gives you more options. But as someone who's only played at the level that I have played at. I have so many options that I've never been. I've never found myself in a situation where I'm like, this guy, this this person that I paid for or that someone paid for is OP. Yeah. Well, I and again, I think that's because we don't play these types of games. These types of games are not very popular anymore, unless you're like Clash Royale or something. These types of games We're are also not in very a popular that anymore. The games that we that we pay for, we pay for the DLC. Yes, and and yes, that is another great like we we are not the kid who just gets a game and that's your game for the year. Play it and shut mm-hmm. up. We are adults now who can yeah afford to spend a bit of money on this stuff. Uh, it'll who knows the 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 industry shifts. It seems big shifts every few years. Uh, but we're slow. It seems like we're slowly kind of creeping back, creeping back to. I wonder what loot boxes for the next generation will be like. Let's say I wonder if we'll see. The continuation of that type of uh, well, and then loot boxes are business. a whole different issue, right? Yeah, well, y- like yeah, loot boxes yes, are yes. the whole pay for a chance at something, which yes. I'm very against. Yeah, they're well, the worst was, of them are quite usually tied in with 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 pay to win mechanics as well, and especially with Battlefront, like it is just the absolute best or worst example, whatever you want to call it, of like being what we're talking about right now at its worst. Because not only could you pay to get better, you also had to pay through buying loot boxes to get better. So it wasn't even like I could buy a better gun for the character I like playing. It was I need to buy fucking loot boxes to get the chance to get the gun I like for my heavy guy or to get or to get Darth Vader. Like, are you fucking kidding me that they would do that? Like, come on. Fuck off. I'm going to pay $80 for your game and then you can do that. Anyways, that's in the past now, so I'm not going to rant about it. But We should play some Battlefront too soon. That game really... That's a great game now. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's, it's a great... Fucking, it's a pretty good game. It's a great chat game. game. It's a very... Yeah, it's yeah, a very it's a good, good forget your troubles and just talk while you hold down the fire button and kill infinite enemies. Because yeah, laser guns sounds. never run out of bullets. Nah. They overheat, but... Overheat, hit your active reload, fucking yeah. get back Ching! on that trigger. The thing like goes flying out. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Podcast at talkingrocks.com is the email address. We also have a subreddit that I forget to post the uh, question thread on every week, but you can uh, drop emails on there. I'm just going to check it real fast just in case. Would hate to leave anybody out. Uh, I did remember. Oh, that's because we missed last week. So I sort of remembered, uh, but we're good. Podcast at talkingrocks.com. That email one more time. Uh, that's going to do it here for us. Talking Reckless 321 in the books here. Uh, I think I I don't know we, we're in the studio for D&D now uh, so I think we'll be in the studio for the podcast maybe sometime soon uh, what do I got to tell you about we'll be doing some Red Dead RP on the stream this week if you want to come by and see what that is all about um, I never write these announcements down because I'm dumb and then I always forget them but that's okay there probably aren't any just the if you if you like the show and want to support us help keep us on the air you can head over to patreon.com slash talk podcast podcast um, obviously there's a lot of it's I maybe hesitant even to say there's a there's a lot of shit in the world going on and a lot of things that demand your dollars right now uh, this economy freezing pandemic and the Black Lives Matter obviously a lot of people myself included giving money where they can 
Uh, but thank you very much to those who've been able to keep up the patronage. Very much appreciated. Uh, we did we do our D&D podcast, Rolling Reckless. Go look for that on YouTube or Spotify or TuneIn. However you want to enjoy it. Video, audio, it is uh, very easy to find. And uh, what else do we do? That's probably it, I guess. Come on by the live stream. Maybe Annie and I will play some uh, Risk of Rain or something this week. We've been playing a lot of it lately, so that is, there's a good chance. Chance of Rain, as they say. We gotta, we gotta at least make it to the double digits this week. <laughs> Yeah, shit. Let's see. Let's see ten. Let's see the the sun yeah. the, the 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 sunset of ten if we can. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll be up for some super same pod super same four two long here as well. Uh, so mm-hmm. look forward to that. Uh, Andy Captain, thank you very much, my friend, for making the time. Thank you for inviting me. It's not about making course, the time; it's about hanging course, with good buddy. friends. Yes, uh, Brandon Lynch. Thank you for being a tentpole of hanging with good friends. TM. You betcha. As we call it. Whenever I can be here or there, I will be here or there. Hell yes. Uh, Mr. Satan above us, you can see him. That's how he, uh, what does he say? That's how I defeated the Lord Beavis. Uh, where he goes super <laughs> yeah. sane and his mustache turns blonde. Is very good. Thank you, Mr. Satan. Yeah. I, I have to say, I spent, uh, I spent, I think, uh, half an hour on fucking a Snapchat call with our good friend Warren Barris. Uh, last weekend, uh, fucking trying to find a video of Mr. Satan going, oh yeah! There is not one uh, anywhere Point on the that. internet. I can't find it. Yeah, I squat, can't find it anywhere. Uh, oh and yeah! I was I was hanging out with some other friends who have a child, and I was underneath the child's room on the main floor. Just I probably screamed no less than eighty times at two thirty in the morning. Oh, oh that, yeah! That kid knew. He's like, oh, Mr. Satan's downstairs. He had to go back to bed because Mr. Satan was gonna come up yeah. and give him a give him a thrashing. Oh yeah, He'd not yeah. being in bed on time. If he, if he saw Mr. Satan, he wouldn't get any of his presents. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And to you at home, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for putting with our audio quality. I know the internet calls kind of suck sometimes, um, but I promise we'll be back in the studio sometime very soon. Uh, we'll see you here next week. Stay safe. Stay sane if you can. Black Lives Matter. Educate yourself. Educate the people around you. Do not stop the message. And we will see you here next week.